three, two, one, and we're live. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Let's Take This Online with me, Digital Hoos. Uh, we have a morning podcast on this Saturday. Um, someone uh, I got in touch with recently on LinkedIn. I got her book, reading it, which is it's a ton of fun. You guys should check it out once we get into it. And then, funny enough, ended up doing a podcast debate with her. Uh, it was podcast versus video, and uh, she beat me, guys. <laughs> Sorry to say that. But I got on the podcast, so I'm going to take that as a silent win. Anyway, we have Karen Osman in the house. Karen, thanks for being here. Thank you. Um, I like to do a bit of background with all my guests because sure. I, I kind of get fascinated by what people people really study how they get into the careers they're in. Yeah. So I kind of always ask my guests is, what did you study at university? I studied linguistics and English language. Interesting. Yeah, Where it was. was. Um, in uh, the University of Durham in okay. the UK. Very so cool. I'm from the northwest of England, actually. Okay. So I just crossed the country to go to Durham. And uh, yeah, that was that was my uh, degree. Were you always into English language, linguistics, all that? Yeah, I, I was always writing. I wrote okay. a diary from as soon as I could write. And then English was always my favorite subject at school. Um, so, yeah, I, I can't really remember a time when I, you know, wasn't writing or working with language in some way. Do you ever go back and read those diaries? Yeah, I still have them all. Do you? Yeah. It's really interesting. Horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Horrifying. But, no. yeah, I keep them. And I, when I was a kid, I had uh, maybe six seven eight pen friends around the world so i would oh, yeah, write letters yeah i had yeah. one pen pal i can't remember where he, where he was from though i think it was africa yeah. yeah where were your pen pals from they were from all over yeah. so i had one in ghana i had one in france uh several in germany mm. and um yeah th they were just from all over the world very cool yeah. uh did you write any short stories universities anything like that that kind of semi-published anything like that? no not okay. really i was um you know the school newspaper okay. i you know did that and then the university year um the book mm. what do they call it the annual of the year with all the like students the yearbook? a yearbook yeah. exactly so yeah all right cool so uh, what do you do right out of university then? i moved to japan we were just talking Straight earlier out of university. yeah what year so, was this 2000 oh wow yeah so in 2000 i moved to japan and um i went to get my teaching english as a foreign language certificate but why out of everywhere in the world you chose japan did you, did you ever have vast fascination with japanese culture no i just wanted to travel okay. so the thing that most people did from my university um was go straight to london onto like a graduate mm. career program but for me, I just really wanted to explore the world. And, you know, a holiday wasn't enough. I had to move there. I had mm. to live there. I had to absorb everything. And an opportunity came up in Japan to, right, cool. to both study was, and work. Was it like a culture shock? It's very different. Yes. And, and certainly, Especially back then. yeah, 20 years ago, it was very, very different. And I went back fairly recently and okay. I was amazed at the difference. Yeah. Okay, wow. Uh, did you learn Japanese? I did at the time okay. because there was no English speakers. So just to do the basics in life, to go to the shops, you, you know, had you had to learn. Do you still speak it? Do you still know it? No, oh, <laughs> only a too, few words. That's too bad. That could be a fun yeah, language just yeah. to have. All right, cool. Um, so how long do you stay in uh, Japan for? Two years, sir? Two years. Two years, yeah. cool. Yeah. And we're just teaching teaching Japanese students how to speak English. Yeah. Did you do any writing at that time? Not really, no. no. I mean, only in terms of uh, lesson preparation, which was a lot of writing mm. and, and things like that. It would that. have been interesting to see if you, if any of yeah. your books had any Japanese influence on yeah, it. That could have been interesting. Yeah. Um, and then uh, where to next? So then I moved to Italy. Oh, wow. Okay. Another big so, change. So, yeah. And I really <laughs> felt the need for something 
a slower pace. So I actually moved to Sardinia. Okay, I don't know and, that. Um, it's that... an island okay. of Italy. So um, very beautiful, but very, very slow pace. So a complete okay. contrast to Tokyo, which is, you know, one of the biggest cities in the mm. world, very dynamic. Um, and I taught Italy there. And again, it was, you know, it was the same challenges linguistically because English was not commonly spoken. Yeah. I think now wherever you travel in the world, everyone speaks some English. Yeah, so but, you'll get by with some English. Uh, yeah. yeah, all those years as well? ago. Yeah, yeah, so that was lovely. The, the, I can't remember very much at all. No, fair but enough. it was a beautiful language all to right, learn. Cool. Yeah. After Italy, where next? Then I moved to London. I thought, you know, okay. maybe the traveling time, it's time to, to settle. <laughs> that lasted for about a year. So okay. clearly I was not ready to settle. Yeah. Um, but I worked in publishing with books, which was lovely. Was this like yeah. the first time you delving into the realm of books? Um, as a career, I would say. That mm. was the first time I'd sort of met like quite famous authors. So we did a lot of um, books for the, the likes of Gordon Ramsay, for Carluccio. Oh, very cool. So that, that was very exciting to sort of meet those authors. And, Up and until that point, there was, no, there was no ever writing of a book yet. No. Did you think, did that inspire you at all, you think, at that point or still? Not really. I wanted to be a travel journalist. Okay. And you um, to do that. yeah, that's, I saw journalism more as a career for me. Mm. Yeah. Were you doing any like uh, journalistic writing during your to Tokyo, Italy time or not Just yet? Just travel writing. Just travel writing. Yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah. Anything published? Not really, uh, no, fair enough. no. Like maybe in a couple of mag smaller magazines yeah. or things like that. But All right, cool. So yeah. you're in London for a year, publishing house. And yeah. then where to next? And then I came to Dubai. So I came to Dubai in 2014. Okay. Yeah. I get you've had very contrast yeah. contrast changes across the years. Yeah, like you're going yeah. from one extreme to yeah, another. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And you know, again, it was the most important thing to me at that time in my early twenties was travel. Yeah, fair enough. Um, That's one thing I feel yeah. I felt I did not do enough of. Yeah. I think kids yeah. should do that more. Yeah. All right, cool. So you get to Dubai. Yeah, I got to Dubai and I started working in marketing and PR. Interesting. So, you didn't have anything marketing related back then? No. Kind of just winged it? Yeah. And that's why <laughs> I love Dubai because the opportunities here at that time were incredible. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, that was sort of, you know, the first step in what a proper career, yeah. you know, with an office and all the rest yeah. of it. So, yeah. Did you enjoy the corporate life? Um, I did, okay, you know, yeah, okay. I was 25, I was learning a lot, mm. I was learning about, you know, networking, how to deal with people, like business plans, that kind of thing, mm. so there was a, definitely a commercial element to it, which okay. I think serves most people, and you know, back then they didn't really teach that in universities or at school, so that was quite important. Did you think that corporate time, did that influence your current book? Because 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 Claire's career in, in the book is corporate. Yes. Did you yeah, think you yeah. got anything from that from that moment? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I, I'm for sure. Yeah. You know, certainly balancing you know motherhood with a career mm. that's so demanding where you're working 10, 12 hours a day. Yeah. For All right. Sure. Cool. So how long have you stayed in the marketing job for? I was there seven years. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Kind of good. Yeah. Still any writing at that point? Yeah, I okay. was writing. That's when you started really yeah, writing. Yeah. Yeah. What, what did you did you release your first book then? No, not at all. So I was doing quite a lot for magazines. Okay. Um, a lot of travel writing, mm. um, and it was really that that sort of led to setting up my business in content writing. So okay. we were, um, you know, as a company, as an organization, we would use a lot of agencies, yeah. but I was struggling to find really good writers. It's so, hard to find good copywriters yeah, and good at, you know, yeah. in, in the region. It's not easy. No. Because I come from an agency background and yeah. you, you work with a lot of people and it's just hard to find. Yeah. You get the ones who are good at doing the very standard thing, but to go out of that box, it's really, really difficult. Yeah. 
So oh. that's what gave me the idea for my business. And so I left corporate life and I set up my business, which is a content writing company. Mm. Um, that's still open. That's still going on. It is. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. What's that one called? What's Travel the, Inc. Travel Inc. Yeah. Were you, are you focused purely on uh, on travel exactly. related uh, content? Only? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. So give me an example yeah. of what kind of clients or kind of like work you guys do. Well, we did um, and, and continue to do like we do quite a lot of work for five-star luxury hotels, mm. aviation. Uh, so, you know, we wrote for Emirates, Etihad Airways. Oh, that's really cool. Jumeirah. So, yeah. Is it, are you a one-woman show or you have any people with you? No, we have a team of writers. Oh, how, many, how many guys have? So, I, they're all on a project-by-project project basis. Okay. So, I'll have some writers who are very good at SEO writing, some mm. who are very good at brochure work, some who are very good at PR. So, for me, always having that sort of portfolio of writers to be able to pick and choose and match the skill set to the project. Oh, so it's not like full-time you have them basically there whenever you have a project yeah. you want to pull them so yeah. how many how, how, how big is the network uh, eight that's we have only eight good. at the moment yeah that's really really cool yeah. all right cool so uh when did you when did the first book really start uh, coming to shape you think well the first book came purely by chance i would say because with my business i was looking for some awards to okay. sort of promote the business um and there's not many copywriting competitions out there so i, I wanted to any, yeah any so i wanted to enter a competition to see if i could win some awards for the business okay so the only one i could find was a novel writing competition so which was part of the emirates airline festival, festival of literature yeah. yeah um sponsored by montegrappa the the pen, the pen yeah. uh company so yeah so i thought well i've never written a novel before let's try it and um and yeah there you go so i had to write a synopsis and the first 2000 words and i entered I that competition yeah. okay but then did that end up evolving into well i won that competition and oh you won the full thing yeah that's and the funny. judge yeah the judge was a literary agent from the uk and okay. then he sold that winning entry as part of a three book deal and what you've just read is the third book so so did you write this would, would any part of the of this book fall in that 2000 words no the, the winning entry was the good mother my first book the good mother okay yeah. fine and yeah. that what did that, that those are those books don't it's not sequential right no okay each one like a standalone yeah Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. So he's like, this, this, these two thousand words are awesome. I want to sign up for a three book deal. <laughs> yeah. All right, fine. Um, so let's get into the first book, The Good Mother. Yeah. Uh, where did you? How, um, when did? When was that published? Uh, two thousand seventeen. So I wrote it for the competition entry in two thousand and sixteen. Okay, fine. If you yeah. give us a quick couple minutes synopsis because i didn't read it i'm reading the new one yeah so, so the first one i mean the good mother it's got strong themes of motherhood in yeah. it uh, it's domestic noir okay. which is a subgenre of psychological thrillers okay, so um so yeah it's really very much about a family um and there's murder involved there's a crime involved yeah. it's all about like family and friend relationships mm. and the sort of psychological elements and really what drives people to do bad things like what drives good people people to do about to, to do you know things like murder how much from your from like your experience in life do you pull out and how much is if you put a percent between like complete fiction like completely you just made it up mm. versus like how much you pull out of your own personal well i don't think it was any you know at the time of writing this book i was yeah. looking after a toddler and i was pregnant and i think so that motherhood aspect came i think play. that motherhood aspect mm. You know, I drew definitely a lot from that. But in terms of, you know, um, characters and things, yeah, I mean, completely from my imagination, for sure. You have a really good imagination. <laughs> Thanks. 
How about, do you do any research? For example, this one is quite lawyer heavy. Mm, yes. The, yeah. the perfect lie. How much research do you do for that? Well, I was lucky that one of my friends from university actually studied law. So she was a, a beta reader. And then oh, I wow, actually okay. sent it to a criminal barrister as well to, cool. to, to read it. Because, yeah, I mean, that's the fastest way to lose readers if it's not factually 100%. accurate in that respect. Yeah, very true. Yeah. Uh, do you feel that you pull any any style or, or um, insights from like other authors that you feel that you mirror or maybe like a combination or is it like what, what, what writers mm. really really impacted you like growing up in, in your life Enid, I mean as a child Enid Blyton was a massive mm. author for me um, and that was purely about the joy of writing uh, sorry joy of reading <coughs> yeah, I, I wasn't really analyzing any style now when i read i do tend to analyze a bit more which has its good points and its bad sure. points it sort of takes away the pleasure a little bit yeah. but um but now i you know i love um historical fiction mm. so i read a lot of like philippa gregory yeah um i love a lot of the japanese sort of writers okay, I don't um, know yeah so there's one um let me remember his name Kazu Ishigari, I think. Okay. But I'll, let me double check that for you. Um, you know, Kafka, he wrote books like Kafka on the Shore and things mm. like that. Um, but I'll read so many different things. At the moment, I'm reading Elizabeth Gilbert's okay. um, work. So two of hers, one is nonfiction, one is fiction. Her latest, City of Girls, which is really okay. good. So yeah, I mean, I read widely. And I think that would be my one tip to anyone looking to write a book is to read Sorry. as widely as possible. I, love, I absolutely love reading, as you can tell. There's so many yeah. books in here. So you, you, you think you're more, you're more of a fiction reader, right? You enjoy the fiction? Yeah. Yeah. But during my business, I was reading a lot of nonfiction. Okay, a lot of business-related so, books. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah. If you could say, if you say, like, like one of your favorite books of all time, uh, fiction. Yeah, let's go fiction. Shantaram by Gregory Roberts. Okay, very mm -hmm. cool. I was always very intrigued. That's something that for me was was huge growing up. I think it helped my imagination was all the Tolkien books, Lord of the Rings, yeah. The Hobbit, Silmarillion. Yeah. For me, I'm I'm completely obsessed. Yeah. With, I'm obsessed with Tolkien. Yeah. He, he his his style of writing, I don't know why, just really connected to me. And I would I would reread his books. And I, I used to do a thing as a kid. I don't know why. I would love to constantly reread books. I think I reread I reread Tolkien's books maybe maybe eight to ten times. Yeah, which is a bit ridiculous. Yeah, for a ch for like a a fifteen year old to be reading you know yeah. uh the you know Twin Towers ten times. Yeah. I think I don't I don't know why I used to do that. I just, I think I used to just be fascinated in the world he would create and kind yeah. of delve into it yeah and i think this is something that's special that i always have a special place for authors because i feel i was connected to them as a child and i felt they created worlds where i could kind of escape reality yeah. from which is very yeah. very important for me yeah absolutely yeah. so uh, when did the second book come into come into play i wrote the second book so a year later so the, the... well your your turnaround is really quick well, most publishing houses will, you know, I mean, okay. the, the deadline is set by the publishing house and it was a book a year. Interesting. Um, so George R. R. Martin probably like has a nightmare <laughs> for publishing houses. It takes, it takes about eight years to finish a book. Yeah, I think looking back, <laughs> I perhaps would have gone back and said, can we just, you know, widen these deadlines a little yeah. bit? But, you know, it was my first book contract and, mm. you know, you're, you're so eager and so excited yeah. because the odds of getting a, a, publish, a publishing contract in the traditional sort of route is, you know. How many words was a good mother do you remember over eighty thousand. and how many words do you have to write to basically narrow it down to eighty thousand? 
How does it even work? Because you always write more, right? And it kind of gets narrowed down. Yes. Is that how it works? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I try and just get a first draft on paper. Try and get those 80,000 words down um, in however, you know, however it is. Because you can always go back and edit. You can always mm. go back and, you know, you always find something else to add. Um, but yeah, you should really aim for maybe 10% more and and edit okay. down from that interesting the most yeah. i've ever written was a dissertation paper and it was twenty thousand words yeah how was that it was a nightmare yeah. <laughs> it took me nine months yeah so i can't even imagine four times of that yeah easy yeah can't even imagine that <laughs> all right cool so a year later second book came out what was that one called the home the home mm. was well, synopsis that was that was a book um set in the 80s 1980s mm. um which is a decade i really really love are all your books set in the uk yes okay fine yeah cool um so this was actually set in london and this was about um adoption mm. um again so you've got that domestic noir mm -hmm. um and it was actually about a child in a children's home in the 60s and 70s mm -hmm. which in the uk were quite challenging um there okay. were some reports that came out of the horrors that actually happened so that was sort of, of like child abuse yeah okay yeah so i did sort of a lot of research into that and the impact on that you know child and uh, you know it's about how she her, how her she decides to search for her real mother and her journey from mm. there so. you purposely kind of do it in as mother the focus on mothers was the first one with now the focus on the children second one with that that was all the plan right yeah <coughs> sorry yeah motherhood i think is a, a strong theme in all three of mm. the books for sure okay yeah interesting and how, how much how much how, that one also took you it took you only a year to write yeah that's really that's really impressive and then the third book the one i'm currently reading yeah. that came another year after the second yeah. one wow yeah 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 no idea how you do it between that and juggling a, a full-time uh, business i don't know actually but you know i think the less time you have <laughs> mm. The, the more you just, you, the less you pro procrastinate and the more you just 100%. go. And, and, you know, you don't wait for those creative juices to flow. Yeah. You, you don't have that choice. You just sit down and do it. And I think um, that's a, a type of discipline I've had to learn. How did you juggle the, you know, being a mom, um, running your own business and writing? How do you juggle? Like, um, it's like your days. Now you have a day, right? I'm yeah. sure you. I'm pretty sure you wake up early. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. How do you even go about it? You you kind of like section off your day. Yes. So I try and write first thing in the morning when I'm at the most productive, mm. and I would just set myself a, a daily target. So whether that's 500 words a day or a thousand words a day, um, and then you know just try and get it done. And I think. I have a lot of support. Like my husband is yeah. super hands-on with the kids and things like that. Opposite from Chris. <laughs> book, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. Very opposite from Chris in the book. <laughs> yeah. He's super hands-on, you know. And when it got close to deadline, he would actually say, you know, just go away for three days and just get it done. As <laughs> That's you know. Awesome. So he was very supportive. Shout and, out to um, the husband. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. And my parents as well. Like right, they, cool. they come to Dubai regularly. They help me with the kids and stuff just to give me that headspace mm. to get it done um but yeah i'm up five o'clock most days well, I, tr I try to be up at five yeah thirty yeah I, try, I think it's very very productive time. yeah for e me e even on weekends are you kind of most times oh, cool. most times yeah we up at 5 a.m today my husband was up at 5 a.m ah, fair enough yeah. fair enough yeah all right cool uh third book comes out yeah this one is i feel like from what i understand from the first two this one's a bit different 
Oh, really? Terms, I don't know. From what you explained to me, this one is motherhood, very focused on on the criminal aspect of life. Yes. Right? Of, obviously, not, not going to spoil. I'm only. I'm like almost 100 pages in. Mm. Uh, so the character's Claire. Yeah. Did you know any Claire's in life? Or is yeah. It just, okay. Well, yeah. Th- th- this, this it's cool and stuff. <laughs> okay. yeah, All right, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, this one's in Manchester, right? Yes. Yeah. And you chose. Why did you choose a? Yes. Claire's a lawyer who basically kind of leaves law, but she opens her own company. Do you take that from your life because you open your own company? Yeah, I think there was a lot of experience there, and I think I always think the better you write when you know about something. So 100%. for me, that's you know that was quite important. And did you finish this book all? You said in exactly a year. Yeah, this probably t- yeah, six months to write, and then maybe two or really? three. Yeah, two or three sort of that's months really, to that's edit really impressive. And, and get it po- uh, polished. And that's really impressive. That's awesome. You, you, I'm sure you do more than a thousand words a day. Yeah, maybe. Tough to work it out. It's a, it's yeah. a big book, right? Is this, is this one of the longest ones? No, that's around 84, 85,000 words, I think. Well, it's yeah. very well written. I'm really enjoying it. I really like the kind of... Uh, you use a lot of foreshadowing, I think, in, in a lot of the books because you do a lot of like... In, in, one thing you do in the book is really interesting. I found is kind of you jump time a bit. Mm. Is, is, that, is that the same style you kind of write with throw, across all? But you do it in a way where it doesn't disrupt the story. Right. Yeah. That, that for me is something that I always found very difficult in my writing. Yeah. Yeah. How do you go about that? Because like you jump like yeah. months or like days. And, and, and that's the only person I've seen do that, I think is, is J.R.R. Martin. Between his chapters, he jumps times. Okay. But he does it also very well. So yeah. how, how, do you, how, how do you even do that? Yeah. I mean, this one is a dual timeline set present day and then back into the 80s. Yeah. yeah is, is that what you're referring to? But, no, but even the present, for example, she, like in one chapter, she, like Claire, we talk about like, uh, I don't know, she wants to get back into work and it'll be a month later. Yes. Next chapter will be like a month later. She's yeah. already now into work. Yeah. But the transition is a bit seamless. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I think flashbacks work quite well, mm. but I think you really have to like demarcate them quite clearly mm. to sort of signal to the reader that, you know, where they are in their life. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think chapter headings are quite important as mm. well in terms of making sure it's very clear where they are in the book and so then if you do flashback during that chapter mm. um it's very clear but i mean the editor probably helps with that as well sure. in terms of you, you know <laughs> do you like that flashback kind of style of writing is that, is that do you enjoy that yeah i think so yeah, and i think so it's I. it's probably quite a fairly common technique in psychological thrillers mm. Maybe as well. I think this might be one of the few psychological thrillers I really dived into. Mm. I either I either go very fantasy or just pure nonfiction. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's quite interesting. Now, there's a bit of darkness in this. I've, and there's a lot. I'm still in the area where there's reference to that dark past, right? How, mm. And you're a very from the times of you're a super happy, positive person. <laughs> how do you pull? How do you pull like these dark aspects? How do you do it? Uh, yeah, you know, the, there's a an author. Um, who said it really well and she said that she writes about her you know what makes her not able to sleep at night so her darkest fears mm. and that's what she writes about and um, so something not necessarily that happens something that she fears that yeah, might happen okay. yeah and sort of harnesses those fears to, yeah. to produce really good work um, and you know I, I think that's probably the tr- same for me really mm. is that I try and I, I'm always a what if person what if that would happen mm. or that would happen or that would happen um, and you know that fear is only intensified once 
who have children because For you sure. know it's you discover a, a vulnerable more vulnerable yeah. part of yourself so. so when you go into these these uh, you know imagination these thoughts that you know does that does that have an impact on you do you feel like a bit like <laughs> after you ride this do you feel like a bit down afterwards certainly with the home i did mm. there was a period and you know researching child abuse and mm. handling that topic sensitively especially as like a new mother and you're you yeah. a toddler and you're pregnant yeah. Was, yeah that that was tough i would say yeah. the toughest oh wow yeah i would say that was definitely the most difficult how do you counteract that like feeling that kind of down like do you have do you have like a method now that now you're three books in you know i'm gonna i'm gonna do some dark stuff today yeah it's gonna be a dark chapter yeah maybe i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna schedule some really fun <laughs> outgoing happy activities yeah. with the kids and the family yeah. later yeah it definitely gets easier as your kids get older i think yeah. one because you're sleeping and i think writing about dark stuff when you're not sleeping is not the best <laughs> idea and i certainly wouldn't recommend that to yeah. anyone <laughs> but yeah i mean we live in a very positive country i find a yeah. very innovative country and you know i can step outside of my door and go to the beach i can do mm. a whole myriad of activity but what i found the most useful is exercise so physically moving mm. is a very positive way of you know getting those happy hormones going and yeah, everything 100%. like that so you know choosing to do activities like that is quite important i completely agree i, I used to be a very uh, negative person unhappy person back in the day the second i started exercising Mm. I got a much mm. happier person. Mm. Yeah, I definitely so. think it has an impact. Yeah. For 100%. Sure. All right, cool. So so now this book's out, The Perfect Lie. Yeah. Everyone check it out. I'm really enjoying it. Good. This is one of my few uh what's what's the what's the genre you called it? Domestic noir? Yeah. Psychological yeah. thriller. Psychological. This is yeah. one of the few ones are and it's really, really interesting. It's really nice to see a a, a local Dubai author Thank you. kind of put it out. Yeah. And this can be found where everywhere, right? Yep. I mean, it's on um, Amazon, mm. Kobo, um, Google Books, iBooks, Aud so, uh, Audible, and it's also um, available on Audible. Did you record? As did well. you also do the voice for that? No, I should have. Yeah, you should no. have. I, I always wondered. Like, I always wanted to talk to someone who actually did. I want to see how the experience. Yeah, is. Yeah, I think that would be a really nice thing to do. But no, the next um, one you should. The narrator was somebody who can do different accents very well, different characters very well. So they're fair they're enough. actually like professional. Okay, fair speakers, enough. you know. Well, the next one you should do yourself. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, I want to always always wondered as an author, how do you mark yourself? How do you how do you mark yourself as a brand? Because you're a personal brand, right? Karen is a personal brand. How, then how do you kind of mark your own books? How do you go about it? I'm really curious. Well, we're lucky that my publisher does an awful lot okay. in terms of, you know, marketing and okay. PR. And I think that's definitely one of the benefits of traditional publishing is that they do take on a lot. Um, but, uh, you know, things like um, book festivals, mm -hmm. um, authors will do an awful lot of those. And, do you do the uh, Emirates Book Fest uh, literature thing every year? I was, yes. The okay. last two years I've been an author there. So I delivered master classes, oh, cool. panels and things like that. So that's a great way to get exposure. Um, and I also set up my own online show all about books as well. Oh, called very Karen's cool. Bookshelf. Um, and I think that's just a great way to sort of not, not just, you know, be all about my books, but how many books mm. are out there. Um, so I think setting up that show has been really good as w well. When did that, when that one go live? That went live in February. This year, yes. And is it uh, is it hosted somewhere? Or is it purely on YouTube? It's um, hosted on Instagram TV and okay, YouTube. Okay, yeah, fine. but Instagram TV is is sort of how long is the content? Um, every week, it's uh, is the there's a show every week. Because IGTV is uh, what's the maximum of time you can put on IGTV? 
up to 30 minutes, yeah. I okay, think. Okay, that's the max you can do. Okay, so, fine. Yeah, so, is, the, that, is that kind of your limitations that you stick within those? Uh, yes. Okay, and they're, they're much shorter episodes than that, okay. to be honest. Yeah, I would say anything between four and 10 minutes. Okay, cool. Um, but it's a different format every week. So, we have an online book club. Mm-hmm. So, for many people, it's difficult to actually get to a physical book club. So, sure. I wanted to do an online book club so people can sort of read a book and then go online and comment mm-hmm. and, you know, share. And then we also do like book news. So, you know what books are coming out what books are popular at the moment mm-hmm. what's it called karen's bookshelf all right cool and uh what you kind of every every week you do you focus on one specific book or you do like a what, what do you what how's the work exactly no we do different books so okay. the book club obviously is just one book book news is all the different types of books mm-hmm. um and then we do author interviews as well so we'll bring on different authors mm-hmm. um and interview them about their books their writing style everything like that and then we also have a segment called the book that changed my life which actually I'm going to ask you, what is the book that changed your life? Oh, wow. Um, and people love that's, this segment. That's because, a really cool Yeah, really yeah, like yeah. The book that changed my life. I don't know, there's been so many really powerful books for me. Very, very powerful books. I don't know. I, have I a think, I'll ask you again uh, at the I'm, end I'm of the segment. It. <laughs> so, I, so to join it, I have to subscribe, right? So you subscribe, yeah. I give in my emails, and then you basically, it's like a, do I get a newsletter every week? Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. And who runs it? You run the whole thing yourself? The newsletters, everything? It's in partnership with Borders Middle East. Okay, So awesome. Borders um, actually provides us with the shoot location. They're also very generous in terms of books. So we often do book giveaways. Mm-hmm. Um, so people can actually win the book of the month that we're reading. Um, and we actually interviewed quite a few authors from this year's Emirates Literature Festival. Very so we cool. had some quite high profile authors like Claire McIntosh, Ian Rankin, for oh, example. Yeah, um, and we also have some Dubai based authors as well, like mm-hmm. Annabelle Cantaria, Jessica Jalvi. So, yeah, it's um, it's been a really interesting sort of journey for me as a presenter to sort of get mm. out from behind the desk and out of that sort of research writing mode. That's very cool. Um, I really like it. Yeah. Who, who manages your website? Is it you? Yes. And, who, and in newsletters, you send it out or does Border send it out? How does it work? No, I send I send it out. So you do it all yourself. What, what email yeah. tool do you use? Sorry? What email tool do you use? Uh, MailChimp. I, I like MailChimp. Yes. It's, it's, a, it's a user-friendly tool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So you do a lot of uh, book festivals, a lot of speaking stuff, uh, your your book, uh, your bookshelf. You're on YouTube, on Instagram. Um, yeah. Any? So it's your first podcast, right? Yes, this is my first right, podcast. We have, to get, we have to get you more on podcasts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's awesome. And how about paid? Do you do any paid media? Like do you actually like promote, push any advertising? No. Why not? My publisher will do most of that. But he'll do your publisher will do that focusing on the actual book. Yeah. But how about for your brand as yourself, as no, Karen? No, why not? it's all organic at the moment. But why not? Let's get into it. It's now we're in my realm. You're out. Well, I'm happy to take advice, to yeah. be honest, in terms of, you know, the yeah. paid sort of media and things like that um it's just not been a focus i think what i really want to do because i mean this has been running for what seven months yeah um and we've played with the format a little bit as well um but i think 2020 will be the time to start really pushing it out and um you know i want to get it the best it can be sure how many how many emails do you have in your email list right now how many subscribers you have over maybe over 500 that's really good yeah that's awesome Something that I, something that people, uh, that I didn't like when you're when you work in agency, you're very focused on paid media. You don't think about organic much. But then when I go into client side, I realize that first party data, which is emails, right, is probably the most valuable thing that people don't realize they have. And the fact that you have a sign up page and you, and you do a weekly newsletter. 
monthly. Once a month. All right, very cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's a good frequency. That's fine as long as a, as long as a consistent uh, basis. Uh, so, now, so basically, really seven for now, mm. almost right. So one thing you're doing as awesome is those newsletters. Mm. That's very powerful. Mm. I think though you should do a bit of paid media. Mm. What I would do is because you have so much content between your speaking and between your bookshelf, I would maybe break it down. I would maybe maybe work work with some video editor, someone who knows this stuff, some freelancer. You tell them, look, I have all this content. Put it. Can you can you kind of break it down or kind of create thirty second segments, fifteen second segments, twenty second segments, whatever it is. Then he'll do that. Or he or she will do that, and then you can actually take that content, and then you'll put it, put it on Instagram, for example, and then push promotion on it. Mm, yeah, I and think driving it's, yeah. traffic to the sign up page. Yeah, I think it's definitely worth doing. I think and so. actually, um, Dubai on Demand, who's the agency mm. who have created Karen's bookshelf, yeah, in terms of the filming and advice on the content, um, you know, I think they've done a great job, and I think that's probably the next step. Hundred percent. They should do it. Uh, let them know. I, I said they should do it. I will. And because uh, this, this is something that that, and I think just focus focus on Instagram. I think it's more enough because Instagram is still uh, the cost of Instagram is much cheaper than YouTube, for example, or other Google ads. So definitely go on Instagram. 10, 5, 15, 20, 30 seconds. So even I, I, even sometimes I'll put up my posts as well. I'll do my audiograms. You can even take, like for example, take this podcast, you'd like it, cut up a bit, put an audiogram out of mm. it, which is really useful. I definitely think you should push traffic to that sign-up page, get more emails, because every time you have an event or a book release, you can always drop a... Do you, do you do any like tactical emails? So I know you have your monthly newsletter. Do you ever do like, hey guys, I'm going to be speaking here, and you kind of drop a random one? No, I tend to sort of round up all the content for that month. And, okay. and then put it in so but let's say let's say like halfway through a month you get like a speaking thing right mm. and you want your circle to know how do you let them know uh social media i would okay, say fine. mainly like facebook i find fair enough uh quite useful twitter um and yeah i mean that the speaking side is very important in the uae sure. um in terms of book sales it tends to be more the uk the us mm. and australia so it's almost like i'm dealing with different markets you know uh, for, for different things yeah. um but it's you know it's all there's almost so much out there it's like hard to sort of choose you know what to do and when to do it very and true. all the rest of it very true but I, what i would do definitely is um is maybe like promote your whatever you end up doing and let your people know with some ad hoc i'm gonna sign up myself i'm gonna start getting these <laughs> with, with like ad hoc um what's it called newsletter mm. like a little drop just like an update mm. Give it some, you can create like a template a mailchimp called like an update with a few like a picture or maybe a video a few lines and then just drop it to people yeah i think it'll be really useful because you do a lot of stuff yeah you do a lot of things right yeah. so it'll be really cool yeah. um awesome i think you're doing some awesome stuff Thank i really you. like what you're doing definitely get a podcast I think yeah. <laughs> I'd love to. I'd love to get a book podcast. I'd like. I would love someone to start a book podcast. Yeah. I don't know. If, I don't know if there's any. Yeah. Do you know Courtney? Courtney Brandt. Yes, I She's do. She's awesome. Yeah. And I know she has her own book club going. You guys should do a bu- bu- book podcast together. She has her own you, podcast called CSR of One, which is quite cool. Yeah, yeah. I'll definitely check it out. I met her briefly this year yeah. at the Emirates Literature. Are Festival. you going to come to the Middle East podcast forum next week? You should come. I should. So it's the next Friday. Yeah. I think it starts at. Two or three o'clock. Okay. So I'll be on a panelist. Uh, there's going to be different panels going on. Amazing. It'll be very cool. I'm yeah. really excited to meet other uh, local content yeah, creators. Yeah. Yeah. Well, awesome. I know how passionate you are about podcasts yeah. and mad debate. But funny week. enough, this is exactly. <laughs> <laughs> funny enough, it's, uh, it's really new to me, the podcasting. Yeah. But I think I'm, I'm like, I'm like so invested in it. I think this is why I, I, like, it's doing quite well. I'm really happy with the way it's going. And um, I got voted top 10 podcast. Love in Dubai I dropped a list of top 10 podcasts I got on, which was super humbling. 
And uh, I think it's because I... I'm so passionate about it and I love it. And also something that people aren't realizing is I post, I, I create a lot of content in terms of quantity. So I drop three episodes a week and I realized something. The second I moved from one to two to three, mm. it skyrocketed. Really? That's so I think, so quality is important, but quantity is now coming into play. Yeah. So yeah. the more quantity there is, that's what I'm saying. For example, you can take like your, your 30, 20 minute, uh, you know, bookshelf video. If you could cut that up into 130 second segments yeah. and you release two or three a day, They'll skyrocket for you. Yeah, yeah, interesting. I think you should do that. Yeah, definitely. Because I'm pretty sure that the content you have is, is pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's an awful lot at the moment. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, you know, the marketing side of things, and I think it's something that authors who traditionally are behind mm. a desk writing yeah. ha it have to get to grips with so yeah. quickly. You know, and they're expected, even with a traditional publisher, they're expected to do their own social media and, and do quite mm. a huge amount of it too. I'm sure. Question, in terms of writing, do you, do you like handwrite everything or you type it out or do you use any app? I'm just wondering. Uh, I mainly use my laptop, okay, to fine. be honest. In the planning stages, I will often have, you know, big whiteboards and okay, time plans cool. and stuff yeah. and take pictures and post-it notes and everything mm. in the planning. But the actual writing is all... Do you ever do like the dictation where you speak and it records for you? No. no. I use an app called Scrivener. It's a, yes. Do you use that one? Yeah. No, it's, I don't use it personally, uh, but I've heard of it. It's yeah. really, really good. Um, I'm absolutely loving it because it syncs to my phone and my desktop. So if I'm like at work, for example, I, I come up with an idea that I want to do or a note for a podcast, I'll write it down and it will sync yeah. with my laptop. Yeah. So I come home, it's ready to go. Yeah. So I definitely recommend it. All right, cool. Uh, any upcoming projects that you can talk about? Anything we should be looking out for? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm writing my fourth book awesome. at the moment. But this is so. not part of the original deal. Same publisher? They will get sort of first dibs. Okay, fine. Uh, that's how it sort of, you know, works. Okay, fine. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Same but, genre? Uh, yes. Same right. genre. Do, do you ever thought about like taking character and continuing books? Because I really like Claire's character. I like Claire's character a yeah. lot. Yeah. It's amazing, actually. And the first book, a lot of people said, you know, we want the, yeah. the sequel to this. But both my publisher and the agent have said. No sequels? No sequels at the moment. Yeah, really it's it's very interesting. Do you ever think in the future you might come back and revisit a character? Oh, I'd love to. Yeah. I, I think because you spend so much time with that character that it almost seems a waste just to finish right? it. I really like I really like Claire's character because she's very real, right? Her thought process, the yeah. way she, uh, the way she thinks, the way she doubts herself, the way she kind of does contemplation is very realistic. Mm. So I really like the character. Yeah. Yeah. And on Amazon, somebody's actually written, I want to know, you know, what happened next. Yeah. So never say never. Let's, yeah, all right, it's cool. all in the pipeline. All right. Um, yeah. So hopefully a fourth. Do you know when that's going to be done? Next uh, year? I'm aiming for that 2020. Yeah. So we'll we'll keep to the schedule of a book a year. All right. Cool. If I stop now, I don't all think right, cool. I'll Once start. that book comes out, let me know. I'll read it. And then maybe you come on a podcast I and talk will. about it. For sure. Awesome. Uh, where can people reach out to you? Where can people find you? Uh, on Instagram is probably where I'm spending a lot of time. Okay. So at Karen Osman author. Mm -hmm. All right, cool. And your website is Karen Osman. All right, guys, check it out. If you guys want to subscribe to the uh, newsletter, do it. I just did myself. So get on it. It's good to have, uh, you know, to get in touch with the local content creators out here. And the YouTube channel is where, where do you host everything? What's the YouTube channel? Uh, Karen Osman. All right, cool. So yeah. basically Karen Osman for everything, guys. Either yeah. I'll put the links in the description. Thank you. So you make sure um, uh, everyone can reach out to you guys. Please do. It's really cool. Um, I'm currently uh, 100 pages into The Perfect Lie, which is really interesting. Something that I'm not, I've not usually read these books, so I'm, but it's, it's nice to have, it's very refreshing to read a book that I'm not used to reading. Yeah. So guys, check it out. It's really interesting, especially into the, the, the thriller 
the, th the thriller genre. It's really interesting. I really enjoy it. So I'm, I can't wait to finish this. I'm going to give it to my wife next so she can read it. She asked about it, but I'm like, no, let me finish it first. Yeah. Or get your own copy. <laughs> She's not going to take my copy. So anyway, guys, check it out. Um, check out Karen. At her her stuff is awesome. And hopefully, I think we had a debate last week. By the time this episode comes out, the debate will only be out there. And you can watch her uh, just throw stats in my face and me getting <laughs> feeling worse and worse about myself. Um, for this podcast, we are now everywhere. 10 plus web, 10 plus podcast sites, Overcast, uh, Google Podcast. Um, Apple Podcasts, Angami, Anchor, Spotify, wherever you guys want, find us. Um, I'm Hassam. You can find me on LinkedIn, Hassam Al Haj, on Instagram, Twitter, it's Digital Hoos. Everything's on there. Make sure to check it out. And whoever does listen, please subscribe. Please rate the uh, podcast. I want to hit that top 20 list on Apple Podcasts, the goal for the year, hopefully next year. We'll see how long it takes. So please subscribe, drop that feedback. Let me know like the sound of my voice let me know if you hate the sound of my voice well i can't do anything about it but let me know anyway all right guys this is let's take this online and we are out